You're listening to episode 154 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily and today's episode, (laughs) today's episode is the best. (laughs) We're talking about uh, how two nobodies from Canada created chart-topping podcasts (laughs) and I'm bringing you this episode with my I don't want to call it an interview because it's more of a co-host situation for this particular episode. Uh, Sarah Swain of The Great Canadian Woman. And Sarah has absolutely taken Canadian entrepreneurship by storm. She has built this entire platform, The Great Canadian Woman, that has been created to connect and elevate Canadian women, to put top Canadian uh, talent on the map, and to basically keep as many dreams as possible from going to the grave. (laughs) And this woman is a powerhouse. She is full of fire and I absolutely love her so much so that I actually hired her to be my own business coach as well. She is just amazing. And we coordinated for this episode because we see so many women who want to start podcasts and they want to create podcasts that matter. And this is where we can help because We are essentially two people that no one even knew who we were. And let's be honest, most people don't still don't know who either one of us are, but both of us have actually managed to create chart topping podcasts between us. We have tens of thousands of downloads. We are both listened to in more than 70 plus countries. Uh, we appear regularly on the charts on, on Apple, uh, formerly known as, as iTunes, which is the best way currently to measure how a podcast is doing. Uh, Sarah's podcast, The Great Canadian Woman, was actually chosen by Apple to be featured for International Women's Day, which was incredible. And she lands in the top 50 entrepreneur podcast, whereas my podcast, Room to Grow, has been consistently featured in the top 200 among mental health, which is uh, my one of my main categories in countries all over the world for months now. And we were both just driven by a fire and by this this passion to share our message on larger and larger platforms to increase our impact. And we're telling you how we have built these podcasts from the ground up. And uh, it's, it's just about all of these different factors that come into play, like showing up in a real authentic way, you know, not letting people think that you never make mistakes, not allowing perfection to get in the way, serving people from a place of value. We're going into all of the details. We're spilling the beans on this episode about how we have created these chart topping podcasts. And you can also reference not only how to connect with uh, Sarah in all the various ways in the show notes, But you can also reference episodes uh, 82, how to use collaboration to jumpstart growth on here on the Room to Grow podcast with Sarah. So episode number 82, you can check her out over there. It was an incredible, incredible episode. And I was on uh, Sarah's podcast, The Great Canadian Woman, episode number 75, Podcasting 101. And she has informed me that that is uh, among her top downloaded episodes as well. So I'm really, really pumped about this one. And this is also the perfect time to tell you that my course podcasting for impact is now open as well. And if you want to learn how to start the kind of podcast that gets people talking, this is the place to do it. Because the the good news is that your voice can have massive impact beyond anything you could imagine. And there's people out there who need to hear your message. And that's why I created Podcasting for Impact, because it's not just about the technical side of things that that we often allow to get us tripped up. It's about building a podcast that is going to sustain in the long term, that is going to continue to grow, not only as its own entity, but continue to grow your business as well, to help you connect with more people on a deeper level, to help you 
have the kind of impact that you, you want in the world and that right now you're having trouble achieving because every time you go on social media, it seems like you're just screaming into the black void <laughs> and the people that you need to listen, that you want to listen, that need to hear you, they, they don't know how to find you. And podcasting is such a powerful platform for this. So you can jump over to podcastingforimpact.com. All of the information is over there. And I've poured everything that I know about podcasting, which is a lot after more than 200 plus episodes that I've done between this podcast, my previous podcast and various guest spots. Um, I've poured everything I know into this course and this could absolutely change the game for you in multiple different ways. So I don't want to hold things up any longer. Uh, this episode is a little bit longer than usual. Don't normally go quite this long. I usually cut things off at 60 minutes, but uh, this is absolutely worth it because Sarah and I are sharing all the goods today, spilling the beans, giving you a look behind the curtain about how we have managed to create these podcasts. Hey, Sarah. Hey, girl. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. It's 8 a.m. here. It is 8 p.m. here. <laughs> You're in You're Bali. Literally, literally the opposite right now. I, we literally are. Yeah. And actually the time change is throwing me because usually Toronto time is 12 hours behind me. You're, you're a different time zone again, but like Toronto time is usually 12 hours. Now it's 13. So I keep getting thrown off with the time change and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You, you're the first person that I've had to consider international time zones for. So it's been a whole other learning curve for me too. Because <laughs> keeping track of our like four and a half, five and a half, I don't even know how many time zones we have in Canada. There's a lot. That's enough as it is. But now I got to, I got to keep Bali in mind too. I'm constantly checking, checking like time conversion charts. Like <laughs> that's what I Google the most is time conversion charts. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's cool though. Like we're literally on opposite sides of the earth right now having a conversation and we can see each other's faces like I know I love that you suggested doing this with video I'm so yeah. excited <laughs> yeah, we'll, see what, we'll see what we end up doing with this but here goes nothing <laughs> so for anyone listening on my podcast introduce yourself and then we will switch Sure. My name is Sarah Swain. I'm the founder and director of the Great Canadian Woman, Inc. I'm also a top podcaster, which is Woot what woot. I'm super excited to dive into with uh, <laughs> you, Emily, today, um, because it's been an interesting journey as to how we even got to this space. But uh, in short, um, I run a multifaceted business that uh, hosts live events, runs a podcast, and a new publishing sector, which I'm super, super jazzed about. And then my personal brand, what I do is help women launch and grow their businesses. And I just took that one international. So I'm super mm -hmm. jazzed about that. Yeah. Did I not count as an international client, even though I'm Canadian? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to look up that many time conversion charts, I feel like I qualify as international. <laughs> you're you're ge geographically international. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay. Well, for anyone listening on Sarah's podcast, I'm Emily Goff of Emily Goff Coaching, uh, the host and founder of the Room to Grow podcast, which is regularly featured in the top 200 uh, worldwide in its category. And Love that it. is one of the reasons why we're talking about this today. Yeah. I, I uh, teach entrepreneurs how to launch their own podcast, how to build their businesses around it, um, strategize, and just be really successful in all the ways, life, business, and otherwise. So yeah. I I'm love that you're doing that. I love that, that you've tapped into the podcast niche. I say niche, by the way, for all y'all American listeners. Uh-huh. I also say niche. Yeah. Niche. I'm like, oh, my ears are bleeding. <laughs> Canadian. I must literally be the French in us. <laughs> I think so. Canadian it, French. Is, it actually is. It's a Canadian thing. Um, Canadian European thing. Mm -hmm. We say niche. We also say Americans instead of click. Click. Yeah. Click. Yeah. I do not say it's click. Not, I'm like, click is like a mouse button clicking. Like, yeah. I don't click my mouse. I click it. I click my mouse. But I have clicks. Yes. Just like I have a niche. Exactly. But I love that you have the podcast niche uh, because I think that so many people want to start podcasts and so many people are overwhelmed by it <laughs> and have very, very skewed ideas and perceptions of, you know, air quote, what it takes to actually be a podcaster. And I'm just here to say that if I can figure it out, y'all can figure it out too. 
<laughs> so the fact that you're you're in that in that world helping people do this, um, I truly believe that more people need to be getting the message out. Um, even if people don't think they have a message, I believe we all have a message that needs to be shared. And I just think it's super dope. That's what you help people do because more people need to get on the podcast train y'all. We think it's like way bigger than it is. We think that it's already reached its peak and it's, it's so not true. And I know that you have a bunch of stats on that to like completely squash, um, everybody's perceptions of, of being too late to get into the podcast world. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the types of podcasts that you end up like co-creating with people. Yeah, I know. Like so many people come to me with just some really cool ideas, like things that are very niche, uh, speaking of niche, um, within their own categories and stuff too. And I already did a podcast. You and I have both already been on each other's podcasts and mm -hmm. you and I also don't typically bring many repeat guests on. Um, That's true. But I think that we are extra special to each other. So yeah, I did one with you all about podcasting. So I'm sure that will be referenced in the show notes. And you said that um, it's been pretty popular because I think a lot of people are, are interested in the topic. And yes. your episode has also been very popular. Mine, episode 82, I will reference that as well on Room to Grow. Um, awesome. Yeah, so we've been talking about doing this one about how two nobodies from Canada started chart-topping podcasts for some time now. <laughs> yes, and when you actually brought the idea to me, I was like, I think that's what we actually need to just name this episode. <laughs> Because that's literally what this is about. It's, and I, I really want the listeners to, to just, if you don't listen to another word that Emily and I say for the rest of this episode, just let the title do the talking. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't even know. I, I think maybe I had like half a follower on Instagram when I started my podcast, but I was like, dang it, I'm doing this. Oh yeah. My and, first, my first yeah. podcast, I had maybe like 300 followers, like yeah. nothing. And even now I have I don't know, 12, 12, 1300. Like I'm still a nobody. Like people, people don't know me. I, <laughs> I still have like a, a fraction of a hundredth of a percent of a like following, like in, in the bigger scheme of things, when you think worldwide, when you think global, when you think of that, how many millions of people are in this world? Like I barely scratched the surface with, uh, you know, the, the community that I have, it's a beautiful community. Um, but still it's, small on the global scale and still the podcast has managed to reach the last time I checked over 70 countries um charting in now four uh in the business and entrepreneurship category so you know it it just goes to show that when you're passionate about something that you want to talk about you don't need to have the little blue freaking dot beside your name on Instagram and Twitter and wherever else you get that little verification stamp. Like, what are we actually verifying with that PS? Like you're worth listening to. So, you know, with or without the social media street cred, what I like to call it, <laughs> we just have to start showing the frick up. You guys, it starts small. It always starts small. It's going to start with one listener and it's, it grows from there. But I would love to know from you, why did you start your podcast? Like what, what was it about what you were doing or what you were inspired by or, or what you felt really called or compelled to share that made you wake up one day and be like, I'm gonna start a podcast. That's a good question. So originally I started a podcast with uh, a co-host and she and I kind of tested the waters by doing joint Facebook lives for probably two or three months actually before we launched the actual podcast. Cause we just kind of wanted to dip our toe in the water and I, I never, no one is born going like, Ooh, I'm going to launch a podcast. <laughs> what do you want to like, be when you grow up? A podcast. It's not like, it wasn't like this lifelong was. dream. Yeah. Like I didn't even know what that was. I had no clue. Um, and so we started with that and then things are going well, but that was when I was still in kind of the more nutrition space. Uh, she was in more of the fitness space. So we kind of joined forces that way. And I just felt a little bit, um, unfulfilled by it because there were a lot of things that, that I wanted to talk about. I, I, I actually started this Google doc that I even came up with the title room to grow in it. And I started posting all of these ideas in there and I started posting guests that I would potentially have on. And it just kind of started to grow. It was like the seed that was planted in my own head. And it kind of came to a point with the joint podcast where we, we parted very amicably, but we could both kind of see the writing on the wall. And I sat her down. And I was like, you know, I just, 
our businesses are just going in different directions. And she's like, you know what? I totally agree. Um, you know, love you, but let's, let's do separate things. So I launched room to grow the day that uh, it ended and it's just been a wild ride ever since. Like I, it it shocks me when I see it trending everywhere from (laughs) the UK to Australia to China, uh, Finland, um, the U S like it's, it's just madness and it's only continued to get bigger. And something that I think that you and I really have in common is people want the real people, people want the gritty. They, yes. they want to hear the more vulnerable shit, like mm-hmm. pulling, pulling back the curtains to really see what's going on. And yeah. you and I both really have that in common. And I don't think that that's an accident that that is what people are attracted to. Yes. That yeah. is what people want these days. That's why stuff like like video where you're like walking around in your pajamas with your bathrobe on that shit does way better than like the super yes. polished things because people want real we're tired of the smoke and mirrors and all the bullshit that goes on on social media so true and we want to really connect with people and that's how we connect with others is hearing those stories and the personal yeah. experiences that really bring us all closer together yeah i totally agree i and i'm going to come back to the the realness factor um, but you mentioned something about the Facebook lives and that triggered something in me because I realized that that, that was a factor in my decision too. Um, it was, uh, an unconscious factor, I think, but, uh, I had actually done, uh, an inspiring women Facebook live series, uh, in the spring prior to me launching the podcast. And it was just me having really rad, real conversations with women. It wasn't uh, specific to, can- uh, to Canada at that point. Um, and I saw how people were responding to those conversations. And, you know, that, that sparked something in me once I started to connect the dots on what it is I even wanted to talk about and who the podcast was for. That all came later. Um, but it, it made me realize that more people needed to hear what we were talking about. And going back to uh, your comment on just being a human being, um, that was a factor in how I wanted to make sure that my message was conveyed. And I think about the podcasts that I was listening to prior to starting my own, and they're very curated Um it very much felt like the hosts were on a pedestal um, that they had reached this high point and now they can speak, you know, to the rest of us. And, and it, it felt like they were almost untouchable and it felt like they were a little disconnected with where the listeners actually were in their journey because they were so far along in theirs. And I really wanted to capture that kind of niche within the niche of like, I get you, I see you because I was literally just there myself. And I want to make sure that you find me really, really relatable as opposed to seeing me as an expert. Um, That was something that was really, really important to me. And like you said, it's no coincidence that <laughs> the two of us keep it real, real on our episodes, um, keep it really human and keep it really honest about <laughs> what we're actually moving through, um, things that we are you know, struggling with or, or coming up against or hitting walls with, and then teaching, teaching those, uh, turning those into teachable moments as opposed to only leveraging the moments that worked and that make us look real good. Um, I think there's something to be said about the fact that people are tuning into us even with, you know, our relatively small, uh, you know, followings and, and communities that we have online on social. It's reaching far beyond the limits of who, who we think is listening. Um, because I think we, we are, the type of person, the the type of people who people can say, okay, she's, she's actually not that different than I am. And if she can do that, then I can do that. 
or if she can get through that, then surely I can get through this too, if that's what I'm dealing with right now. And that's something that I have in mind. Like every time I put together an episode is, is making sure that I'm, if I can touch even just one person in that way, like, Hey, I got through this thing and I'm not special. So if I can do it, so can you like, and, and just breaking it down in that way. And, And the thing with the Facebook lives is too, is that I just really recognized that there was so, that was always going to be so limited to the number of people that I could touch. Whereas podcasting can grab so many more people. And, you know, if, if yeah. anyone who wants more stats, like go back and, and listen to uh, the episode that I did with, with Sarah as well, because I get into that more today I and mean, we want to get into some different things uh, today, but I think it's really powerful. And the number one thing that I hear from people is that the thing that they like about me most is that I'm relatable. And that is not an accident. Like this is what we want. And I also never pretend to be, to to have everything figured out either. I will often say right on the episode, like, Hey, I'm still working through this thing. (laughs) These are my thoughts on it. This is what what I've I've learned learned so far. far. (laughs) Yeah. But but this isn't the end. Like I'll be back in six months with like a new lesson for you to learn from this. that I have picked up myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's, it's, and when you mentioned the, the video of, of, you know, walking around in, in your bathrobe, as opposed to having the, the perfectly polished content. I mean, this isn't just a trend in podcast in no. podcasting, right? Like this, this is something that people are just craving all around now. And if you think about the world of Instagram specifically, where it literally started um, for photographers, for the world of, you know, photography and, and perfect photos and beautiful images. <laughs> and now it's like, I don't really want to see that anymore. Like, what do you, what did you look like before you did all that to your face today? Like, <laughs> what did you look like while you were, you know, a blubbering mess after you just got dumped by a client? Like that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see that, that the things that I'm going through right now, or the things that I'm most scared of going through and maybe potentially blocking me from taking any action. I want to see that other people are living that because if I see that other people are living that, then that gives me the courage to put myself at risk of experiencing it. Um, and I think that the number one reason why people aren't taking action on all the things they want to do with their life or business is because they're terrified of what could happen because we're focused too much on what we're seeing on everybody's highlight reel and everybody's success stories on podcasting that it keeps us stuck thinking like, okay, they're clearly not going through anything. They're clearly not having any failures. They're clearly not experiencing any adversity. Um, I could never do that. I could never have it all together like them. So I'm just not going to bother. I'm not going to do anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I really feel like podcasting connects you with people on such a deep level and it allows you the ability to really build these, these incredible relationships, not just with listeners, but with other peers in your industry, with Uh the, the potential guests that you have on and guests are another thing too. I, from day one, I have only ever handpicked my guests one by one. I don't what, let... What was, your, what was your reason for that decision? Like right, right from day one? Because I made a different yeah. decision, but I've, I've swung back to that. So what was your big reason for that? And for me, it was because I was so protective of my brand. I didn't want to be associated with anyone that I didn't feel I was fully in alignment with. And I also really wanted to curate it to to bring on people that I felt that my people were going to really benefit from on a deep level. So I wanted to make absolutely sure of that. And the other thing is too, is that I I don't do this quite as much now because I've, I've kind of just gotten enough practice as an interviewer that I can pull people out of their shell a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But when I was first starting out, I also wanted to make sure that I was picking people that I had seen them on video or like speaking not, not even speaking on a stage, just even just like speaking in real life and yeah. to make sure that they were going to be able to handle having a microphone put in front of them because yes. a lot of us already freeze up like when a microphone yes. is in front of us. So I wanted to make sure that I, I knew how someone would speak normally so that then I could figure out if I would be able to like pull that out of them, even if they had some fear once you, once you hit record, because <laughs> so a lot that, of us will like freeze up. That's a huge point that I think a lot of podcasters are really, really missing. And others may see as a bit of an intimidation factor if they are 
you know, have the desire to start a podcast because it really is the host's responsibility to interview the guest in such a way that A, makes the guest look like a rock star mm-hmm. because if they're not a rock star, why are you, why are you, they won't share them it into your space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the guests wouldn't want to share it. Like, yeah, you need to make them sound good for everyone to, to look good. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. And the listeners have to benefit from what the heck you're talking about. So, you know, huge, huge move on your part by saying from day one, I'm going to like consciously select who's coming on. I had a different approach. I was more like, oh my God, when I first started my podcast, I'm like, who the heck is going to want to come on my podcast? You know, (laughs) think it's so small. And I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got some friends that are doing some rad things. I'm going to start there very much like yourself. Like, I know them. I know how they show up. I, I know how they speak. I've done Facebook lives with them before. Like I got this. And then all of a sudden people started listening to the podcast. I know weird, right? (laughs) This is what happens when you take action. (laughs) And then people are like, can I come on your podcast? Can I come on your podcast? Can I come on your podcast? And I ended up with like the opposite problem that I thought I would have had going into it. And I ended up with like a mountain of applications coming into the show. I was originally just going to start by interviewing one, one person a month. And then I'm like, okay, there's actually a lot of like really incredible people that are showing up to want to be a guest. Maybe I'll do it bi-weekly. Well, it ended up on a weekly basis for, for season one because there were so many people. But here's where um, I ran into a problem. And it, it's actually not a problem. It's more me reflecting on my own brand and what I need to be consciously doing more of as we move forward. And that is the diversification of um, the guests on my show. So even though I had a, a ton of applicants, um, we should probably talk about the power of the name of the podcast too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's hopefully remember to go back to that because the great Canadian woman is what was pulling people in, right? It was a power packed brand name that people resonated with and were naturally curious about and naturally related to if they were themselves a Canadian woman. And <laughs> you know, it, it, it dawned on me that I, I needed to do a better job of being uh, more representative of the Canadian female population. So I reverted now to doing, uh, taking your approach on, you know, handpicking the guests on the show to really almost like understand, get a deeper understanding of what the listeners really need to hear and specifically who they need to hear that message coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm super jazzed because season two um, is, is already got like this A-list lineup of regular everyday human beings, people. These are not like celebrities that have gone out and approached their PR team to be like, I got to get this person on my show. Like these are just human beings. And, and I'm glad what? that you bring that up too, yeah. because that's a, a big thing in, in the podcast space that I think a lot of people aren't, that they don't realize until they've started a podcast. I get emails several times weekly from these like PR companies that want Same. Uh, like guests on my show. I basically don't even read them and I delete them as soon as I see them come in. Same. I'm like, nope. I'm so <laughs> the only one. I'm like, am which, I just being like a pretentious because, podcast host? I know. But it's like, and I feel like people are maybe like pissing, pissing their money away if they do get these PR companies. And like, there are PR PR companies that that I'm sure would do it well. Maybe I'm just getting the ones that aren't doing well. Yeah. But as soon as it comes in, I'm like, nope. Because a lot of times they aren't even connecting with what my podcast is about either. They'll, they'll like offer me one time I got some, some, uh, male guest who I don't have very many males. I've only had a handful and it was some male guest who ran like a chain of grocery stores. I'm like, how is that relevant to me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like understand. That's like me getting this, <laughs> this PR person in my inbox. Uh, and you can tell when it's just a copy and pasted message. Yes. So if there's anyone in PR out there listening, like take notes, y'all. Do a better job. We're, igno- <laughs> we're ignoring this. We're ignoring your emails. Because- we're savvy consumers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, it's because I'm like, you actually probably have never even listened to an episode of my podcast, but you want an imbalanced exchange of energy. And that's not yes. okay with me. 
No. Um, and, and for example, this one, I uh, said, so we love the content that you do around health and fitness. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you probably should have deleted that from the last podcast host you just sent this to because that's not my topic. No, it's not my realm. <laughs> maybe, no. maybe they had just emailed you and then copy and pasted <laughs> and send it to me. I don't know. Well, like, it's, it's, I think it, like we, we hit a point too, where you start to get to know your people so well yeah. that you know what they need to hear. And now I've gotten to the point where I can meet someone, for example, I've met a couple people here in Bali in real life that I'm like, as soon as I met them and found out just enough about their story, I'm like, oh, I need you on the podcast because I know my audience well enough to understand that they will benefit from hearing that. And it's about yeah. offering value. Like ultimately the reason why both of our podcasts have done so well is because we put the value first. We're, yes. we're focusing on the value before anything else. And when you focus on the value, then the numbers will follow. You don't need to yes. be, you know, refreshing your downloads page every day and checking your Instagram followers to like see how many people you're getting. Again, you and I have very small audiences. Yes. We don't have like the massive download numbers either, but that's not how the charts are based either. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the other thing that people don't understand is that they think yes. it's based entirely on download numbers. That is not how iTunes measures what climbs the charts. It's about yeah. like number of subscribers, you know, in, in like a day or there's, there's various metrics that things like iTunes use that have nothing to do with how many individual downloads an episode had. Absolutely. And it, it's just like Instagram, right? Like you can have a million followers on Instagram, but if you put up a post and nobody's engaging with that post when it goes up, then you, you may get one half a percent of those million followers actually engaging in that post. And therefore Instagram's not going to boost it. That's just not how algorithms work. Right? So, you know, when you lead with value, like you said, and just like ignore the numbers, you guys ignore the numbers, because when you get obsessed with numbers, you start to really, I want to say alter your message because you're trying to cater to the numbers. You're trying to cater to the results as opposed to leaning in and just getting really in tune with what your listeners actually give shit about hearing. And the content that I put out now, it's been so fine tuned, even since I started my podcast a year and a half, a year and a half, shoot, a year and a half ago. Um, because, because we started, I, I started our out, in two weeks of each other, I think actually. That's so weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I know. That's so weird. <laughs> Freaky alignment y'all. But yeah, when I started out, it was very much life business, rad conversations with human beings. Like I was kind of touching on a lot of things and I, I want that to give uh, the people who are listening to us today, permission to start with just what feels really, really good to you. Start with what you know you can do really, really well and allow it to take form and, and make sure that you're paying attention to what type of content is actually resonating with people. Because that's what has got me to the point in my uh, podcast now where I focus heavily on mindset and success around entrepreneurship. Um, I'm not the technical person. I'm not the person who's like social media one-on-one, how to get things on your Instagram. Like I'm just, it's not my jam. (laughs) I'm not interested in it. Um, I'm more interested in what the hell's stopping you from taking action. And the reason why I'm obsessed with that is because that's the content that would have people going bananas. When I would drop an episode, I'm like, okay, like this is clearly the stuff that people are needing to hear from me. Therefore, I'm gonna do more of it. <laughs> and that's and where you pay attention. Yeah. That's yeah. That's how you pay attention. Yeah. And you and I were talking before we jumped on about <laughs> podcast roulette. <laughs> it's so freaking true. <laughs> that you just you throw fucking shit at the wall to see what sticks. Like, and this is how you find your voice is like taking that action and seeing what does well and what yes. doesn't. And we've both had episodes that we thought would do really well. We were like certain womp, we were womp. banking on it. And then it was a womp womp moment. And then there's other episodes <laughs> where like, I'm not totally sure if it's, you know, if anything is going to come of it and the episode explodes. I'm like, and then seriously? it goes kapow. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I, so I am still blown away sometimes. And sometimes I get the nail in the head. I'm like, you know, you can just kind of feel it sometimes when the episode is going to blow up and then it actually does. But you tend to only hit that point 
once you get to know your audience well enough. And the only way to get to know your audience is to pay attention and to try out a bunch of different things. And that's how you are going to figure out your voice. And when shit gets hard, it just like anything else, but especially in the podcasting yep. world, because I talked to clients about this too. I'm like, you know, the launch is amazing. It's a big celebration. And then probably like 10, 20 episodes in, you're going to start to hit, hit a lull. And it's going to feel like a slog and like, Oh fuck, can I keep going? Like, do I really have yeah. to keep doing this? And you know, I never want to, I never want to push anyone to do something that they actually don't want to do. But assuming that yeah. you are committed to this bigger goal, you, you have to be willing to push mm -hmm. through that to get to the other side and to keep Absolutely. trying out different things and to figure out your bigger purpose as to why you want to show up in the first place. Because yeah. that is what is going to get you through yeah. that, through that hump that is going to otherwise stop you dead in your tracks. Absolutely. It's, it's embracing the suck because it's coming, you guys. I think we get too caught up with, oh my gosh, they have, you know, X amount of stars and, and they have a X rating or four rating or a five rating or whatever it is. And they just said they had this many downloads and it's like, we get so hung up on that. And so when we don't see those types of results or that type of momentum in our own, um, we can really get in our heads as opposed to saying, okay, what do I need to be doing differently? How do I need to be shifting gears a little bit? What can I be doing, um, you know, more creatively to, to market myself and, and to get my message heard by more people? Because like you said, uh, I'm not a fan of pushing people and things that they don't want to do either. Cause it sucks for both of us. Mm -hmm. But if you've got a vision and you have like a, a larger scope of why you're doing this in the first place, it's a responsibility to push through that shit because you, you don't get to make that size of an impact if you're going to hole up because you, you go into that lull or you start to have that first drop in momentum or first drop in like fire that you had when you first started. If you're not willing to move through those moments and periods of time, you, you, it's, it just stops. Like what's in motion stays in motion. So if, if you stop the impact that your podcast could have had that one person on the other side of the world and, you know, Vietnam or China or in the other province of Canada somewhere, the one person that I needed to hear you say that one sentence in your one episode doesn't get to have that experience, doesn't get to have that potentially life altering moment because you weren't willing to work through, uh, you know, the, the down times or <laughs> the times when you threw shit at the wall and it didn't stick and it fell on the floor. And I've had those, like I've, I've had some episodes. I was, just, I was just telling you right before we hit the record button that uh, for those Canadians that are listening, you'll know that we just moved through one of the most dreadful election campaigns, <laughs> I think, in the history of Canada. It's like literally the cringiest thing to watch for like the whopping four <laughs> weeks that we have an election campaign. Like Canada's so weird, eh? States is like this two-year-long affair. Two years. Canada's like, like we're taking God. a break for three weeks to figure out who's going to lead the country um, for the next one. <laughs> so just listen to us sit and tight, make guys, a decision. Sit tight. Okay? All right. Sit tight. We're going to do like one and a half debates and then make your decision. It's just so strange. So we had this like period of time. I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at it from a business perspective, right? I'm like, man, these leaders got something to learn. What can I take away from what they're doing or what they're not doing? Because uh, essentially a political leader is, is in my opinion, a business leader. Yeah. Um, where they're, you know, they're in charge of a huge budget. They're, there's so many correlations between that and business. So I, I decide, I'm like, I have the genius idea. I'm going to leverage the momentum of this election. Everybody's talking about it. And I'm going to create this like really dope episode on what entrepreneurs can learn from the Canadian elections campaign. Uh, I think my dad listened to it. <laughs> Because he's like in his 70s and he's still obsessed with politics and stuff. Um, probably the lowest traction I've received on a podcast to date. So it's like, okay. So there, there's an example of, uh, you know, I, I thought this was going to be something that people would have really sunk their teeth into. Not so much. And that's Not just so going to happen sometimes. So I mean, that's part of it. And yeah. I mean, when I came out with, uh, what is, and I suspect potentially always will be my most downloaded episode. 
<laughs> about the nine-year affair that was going on in my relationship. Episode 117, you can go check it out. <laughs> um, it's a good one. <laughs> I still remember exactly where I was sitting and what I was doing when I listened oh to that episode. God. I remember seeing your text come in going, what the actual fuck? <laughs> what is happening? How is this And you'd already life? known like some of this behind yeah. the scenes for months, but like when you heard more of it, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> anyway, the, the whole point of that was that I focused on impact. and. I was like, can I actually, and, and I spent months debating this. I talked to you about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it since that, you know, how was this going to affect me both on a personal and professional level by coming forward with this level of deep personal experiences. And yeah. what it ended up really teaching me was the impact that podcasting can have and how powerful it is. And months later, I'm still getting dms in my inbox every week from women basically pouring their entire life story and heart out to me because the episode touched them on such a deep level and when i came out with it my only goal was i was like if this touches one person if mm -hmm. if this you know rather extreme dramatic example of something in that realm of of yeah. things uh can happen to me and i can not only come through it but thrive after it if I can use that to show someone else going through something similar that they can do the same, then yeah. that's why I want to come forward with it. So yeah. you also have to be really careful with your reasoning as to yes. why you're coming forward with certain stories. You can't just come forward with them in terms of, Hey, this would be really great, great clickbait. <laughs> like I can come yes, up I'll with a title or email like, list. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is the thing. You know, there was <laughs> nothing that I was selling even that, coming forward with that story was going to particularly help me. Um, so that was not the reason why oh. I came forward with it. And, and I think, again, that's like a numbers conversation. And, mm -hmm. and even if, if people, you know, clients will come to me sometimes and they'll be like, oh, you know, what, what are good download numbers? I get this question all the time. Or like, hey, I have X number that. of numbers. Like, you know, is, is this good? And I, I always go back to, okay, let's impact. say, yeah, that first of all, it's impact. And secondly, yeah. I'm like, if you have a hundred downloads, if you were speaking to a, a room full of a hundred people, wouldn't that feel like a lot of people? But when we just see a hundred on a computer screen, sometimes we forget what a big deal that is. And I'm like, imagine in front of you. Yes. Imagine a yeah. hundred people in front of you. Does that not feel like you're having an even deeper impact? And then you'll get messages from people that are like, wow, that particular episode really touched me on a deep level. And here's what I took away from it. And that yeah. just like hits you in all the feels. Screenshot that Absolutely. shit and keep yes. it for the days when the shit doesn't stick to the wall. <laughs> it will remind it. you what you're doing. <laughs> I love it. But it, you, you touch on something so important. It's, it's this concept of, is this of service or is this of value to my listeners? It's no different than social media. The people who are winning at social media, and when I say winning at social media, I'm not talking followers. I'm talking about impact. Mm -hmm. The people who are creating communities. The people who are winning at that are creating content, whether it's podcasts or a flipping quote card on Instagram or Twitter line, whatever. TikTok. I got to get on TikTok. Me too. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is TikTok? I know of it, but I don't TikTok. even know what it is. <laughs> I know, it's intense. But the question they're asking themselves is, is this going to help them? And if you can create your content from that space, you're going to win every single time. People are going to tune in. People are going to follow. People are going to listen. People are going to download. People are going to uh, subscribe because you're not doing it for you, right? And this is where I think so many people get so caught up. It's like, okay, I'm going to create this highly strategic funnel of podcast episodes because I've got this launch coming up in whatever uh, month. And I got to make sure that all of this is leading them into my opt-in page. And it's like when that's self-serving, right? Where as you just continue to be like, okay, what are they struggling with? This is a common thing I see coming up on my Instagram feed. This is what people are ranting about right now. This is what I see my clients stuck with. Like what the hell is going on that I can create something to help them through this stuff, whatever it is they're going through. That's where all of my content comes from. All of it. It's like, what do you need to hear? 
to get you through this slump or get you through this wall that you're facing right now. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with, oh my God, like I've got this coming up. I've got to make sure that this is here and this is there and this is here and, and it all lines up. And it's like, I get it, the strategy, blah, 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 whatever. But there's something to be said about the fact that we're trending weekly, <laughs> constantly. And it's because it's literally just, what does my community need to hear from me this week? What can I help them with? Create the content or take an experience that you just moved through and you'd be like, well, if I just went through this shitstorm, certainly I'm not the only one. Someone probably needs to hear this from me to know that they're not alone or that they're not weird or that they're not crazy or that you know they're not offside for having these thoughts, whatever it is. And when you approach it from that very real space of being of service, <laughs> learning to stay committed. They're going to stay tuned into you because they know that they can rely on you to bring them what they need. I can't tell you how fast I turn off someone's podcast. If it's just about them, I'm done. And the, I'm yeah, out. the worst is, is the ones that Why do it spending at the my beginning time? too. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just like chat around about themselves or about like the weather. And sometimes for 20 minutes, I'm like, you are wasting my valuable time. Like, yes, <laughs> I will Dude, not listen to that. That's such a solid point. I will it's, not. Like, do you actually respect the fact that people are taking time out of their day to listen to you speak? Are you being respectful of that? I think that's where so many people are going sideways on podcasting and maybe they're thinking like, why, why, isn't, why aren't people tuning in. It's like, you're actually wasting their time. Yeah. You think and about how, how busy people are and oh, totally. how many options there are for things to tune into. I mean, you've got YouTube, you've got podcasting, you've got TikTok now of people doing weird shit for 10 seconds. And it's like, what mm -hmm. is happening? Like there's content everywhere right now, everywhere. Unless you're literally sitting in a dark room with like the windows blocked off and like dead silence, there's content everywhere around us 24 seven. So having an immense amount of respect for the fact that someone is choosing to click play on your episode, like show up for that person for that 10 minutes you're talking or that hour that you're talking, show up for that person that took time out of their day to listen to you. And that's what I tell people the most is that time is our most valuable resource. So people are giving you their most valuable resource when they're hitting play on your episode. And I think that some people too get stuck in the fact that like, they think that an episode has to be a certain length of time for it to be valuable too. Yes. Because people are, will, will kind of be like, well, you know, how can I talk about something for half an hour? I'm like, who the fuck says you have to talk for half an hour? <laughs> I have <laughs> episodes, I think some are like seven minutes. Like it's yeah, like, I, my message is across. I'm not going to keep talking. It's like, and thanks because for then you're just week. wasting time. Exactly. <laughs> so you're yeah. wasting your time. You're wasting someone else's time. If you can get the point across in the shortest period of time, and that period of time happens to be 10 minutes or less, yes. run for it. Like go, yeah. go with that and make that happen then. And somebody's going to love that. Yeah. Someone will absolutely ever, love that. Have you ever had to... Um, I don't want to use the word deny, but have you ever had to not air an interview that you recorded? Have you ever had to make a call on potentially not putting someone on air based on an interview that you did? Yes. And two, I, I have two interviews that go well over an hour. One is an hour and a half and one is about an hour 45. And the only reason why I aired both of those was because they were exceptional episodes. Um, one was with a guest who had like a really like deep, fascinating story. And the other one was a friend of mine interviewing me about all the relationship stuff. And both of them were still actually very well received. But I also said at the very beginning, I was like, this is not typical. Um, because I, I didn't want people to come in thinking that I think that I'm Tim Ferriss and every episode is going to be two and a half hours long. <laughs> that's just not how I roll. Like, this is like rare exception. Like, but, yeah. and that's, that's awkward. And you and I have discussed that before when we have guests approach us too, and, you know, or maybe we, we even do the interview where afterwards, like that is not a good bit. I just had one, uh, last night actually, or two, two nights ago that I recorded. And I want to say this as well, because this ties in, do not choose your guests again, based on numbers. 
because yeah. you, you have to choose from value. I, I chose this person because I really like their message. They happen to be a seven, like a multi seven figure entrepreneur. And it, it, it turned into a bit of a situation. Like they claimed that I hadn't sent them the zoom link. I went to my send folder. I had sent them the zoom link days and days ago. I guess their team lost it, but then the person I was interviewing blamed me and said that their team would never do that. And then ended up like showing up to the interview 20 minutes late. And then normally there would always be an hour allotted. They only gave me 25 minutes instead of what should have been 40 minutes remaining. Um, so I did the interview, but this person also did kind of a shitty job. If I had to hear the phrase, <laughs> but the reality is one more time, I'm like, you, I, I've heard you speak before. Like you were an eloquent speaker and the best you can come up with out of the entire English language is, but the reality is 14 times. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I'm not even going to bother airing it because I, I can't be bothered. And that that's way that's wasting people's time in my mind. Yes. Like I'm, I'm not going to put my people through that if I don't think yeah. that they're going to get enough out of it. And you have to make that call sometimes because yep. again, it it's comes tough. down to value. Yeah. And you know what? I, fine. If I had been treated poorly by this person, whatever, if I still thought that there was a ton of value there, I would still air the episode, but yeah. don't choose your guests based on, you know, they have a big following. Therefore this episode is going to explode. Yeah. Some of my biggest episodes have come from people who have next to no following at all because they also <laughs> will share the shit out of it as well. And like really push it for people. It makes such a difference. Yeah. I it's about that. the human, I, not the numbers. The top episode that I have is, is of a, a woman um, who really only uses Facebook for family um, connection and stuff like that. Uh, no business, no community, nothing like just everyday woman. And yeah. to date, number one downloaded episode. Uh, she's super real, very powerful story. And she shared it. And she's a highly trusted and respected woman in her community, um, just as a human being, as a person, not because she has any fame or uh, any type of, you know, social credibility or anything like that. Um, so the number one episode, by a landslide, my husband's number two, he's in <laughs> law enforcement. So it's like, what, going back to the whole concept of, um, is this is this content actually what the people need to hear? I've, I've had to have those conversations with, with people that I've interviewed. Um, so for the listeners, if, if this is something that you're worried about, because I do have people that do come to me and say, what if the interview doesn't go well? Or, or what if this happens? Like, well, I want to launch a podcast, but I don't know if I, if I can do the interview or like, what happens if it's not good? It's like, don't air it. Yeah. It's not, it's not a difficult question to answer when you simply approach it from, Am I being respectful of my listener's time by airing this episode? And if the answer is no, <laughs> then I got to have a, a difficult, potentially awkward conversation. Yeah. Guess and, what? That's and recognize too that like you're, you're a businesswoman. Yeah. Like this, this is a business. And, and you know what? Some people have podcasts as a hobby. Amazing. But ultimately that was something that took me a long time to step into was looking at it from a business decision. It's and a brand, right? yeah, you are protecting yeah. your brand and that all ties into, for me anyway, bringing it back to the value. The other thing too, that, that I looked at, cause there were, there were two episodes. I ended up offering both uh, of the guests an opportunity to re-record. Um, they had great stories. Uh, their articulation of their stories was what needed work. Mm. Um, so it helped me say, okay, this is like, they're not yet at that level where they can just spew it out and like land a plane and pack a punch and be of service. So therefore I need to approach this interview from a different place because I still wanted the guests to hear what they had to say. Uh, and both of them second time around, beautiful job. And both of them were incredibly thankful that I called it out and said, I'm not airing this, uh, cause a not, not going to look good for, for my brand. Uh, B listeners probably are going to turn it off by about minute seven and C this episode actually does nothing to help you yeah. because you know, if you're airing uh, a guest episode where that person's fumbling over their words or they can't get their point across and they end up on some tangent and you're like, how did we even get to this space? 
you're actually only giving their inability to articulate and communicate a spotlight. And that's not fair to them either. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that so feedback can be really helpful for them to grow too. Yes. Yeah. Did they, yeah. did they choose to re-record? Yes, both did. Both That's are amazing. on air. Um, oh, good. And both really, really, really appreciative, um, thankful that I said, this is not a good episode, you guys. <laughs> we need to do this one again. Uh, and they're like, oh my God, like, thank you. Like you could have just aired that and then been done with it um, and moved on to the next guest and whatever. Uh, but there's, there's things that you got to consider there. And uh, it's it's not about oh my gosh um, am I am I going to get this out on time because I'm on deadline to get this podcast through to me mm-hmm. it's more important to make sure that that episode is the episode that needs to go as opposed to I just got to push it through because I need content to air for this week yeah. I would rather sacrifice the consistency and and you know that consistency is a big factor for me we talked about this on our last episode I would rather risk a potential lapse in consistency as opposed to sacrificing the value and potency of my message just for the sake of spitting something out every single week. Right. I agree. And that's been a lesson for me too, because I, I talk about constant consistency all the time and actually, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about consistency for, for a minute because I recently ran into a situation where very long story short, I was having to get my laptop to various international destinations to get it fixed because it had completely crashed. I couldn't Again, get it to work. Emily Goff coming to the table with the most unbelievable <laughs> human experiences. Which is bizarre because I am a very undramatic person and somehow I end up with it. I've ended up with a couple lately, these giant bombs going off in my lap. Anyway. Very random. Very random. I'm going, I'm going, my, my, what did you say? My laptop's on a plane to Honolulu right now. Yeah. And then I had to fly to Australia from Bali. I had to fly to, I'm like, who says that? I've never in the existence of my 34 years on this planet had I've ever received a message that said those things before. A friend of mine is like, I'm sorry, is your laptop made of solid gold? <laughs> it's a live story. This was literally my only option. I, I promise you, I tried every other possible option. Well, anyway, so I was left without a laptop for two full weeks, more than two weeks, actually. And I couldn't come out with any podcast episodes. And I was freaking out a little bit because consistency is one of the biggest things that I talk about. But my lesson from it, and I did end up doing a podcast episode about this, was that sometimes there are going to be extenuating circumstances in life yeah. where you have to weigh things out too. Like what is going to be most important and the fact that consistency is earned too. Mm-hmm. So if you show up for your people when you say you're going to all the time, then they're going to be very understanding if, if life gets in the way and something comes up randomly. And then once that's passed, you go back to your regular routine. You know, we're all human again. Like it's, that's really what it comes back to. And that's part of the mutual understanding. And because people knew me well enough to know that it was weird for me to not be coming out with podcast episodes, I had people reaching out going like, are you okay? Is everything fine? (laughs) And that's really a sign of the, the connection that I've established with my audience. Like these are perfect strangers reaching out on the internet to make sure I'm good because I haven't released a podcast episode this week. That's what being consistent has done for me. And yep. it bought me the ability to go offline for two or three weeks without any significant Bingo. consequences yes. whatsoever. It's just like a bank account. Like you literally cannot withdraw from the bank account if you've made no deposits. Yes. So if, you, if you're constantly making deposits into that account and you're showing up and you're being consistent and, and you're building that trust with your community that, Emily says she's going to be here every Tuesday and Thursday, damn it. And she shows up every Tuesday and Thursday with those episodes, then yeah, they're going to be like, okay, this woman is literally all over the globe right now. Her laptop's all sorts of busted. Uh, <laughs> things are going sideways. Uh, we'll, we'll be here the next Tuesday. She comes back again. Yeah. Because you've <laughs> earned that. Yes. Right. And you know, that's like, what okay. consistency does. Yeah. Yes. So when you're consistent over a long period of time, that's the thing about podcasting in general, it's all a long game. You have to play the long game because if you expect to hit charts within a few weeks or, you know, hit the new and noteworthy on iTunes, which is bullshit, by the way, the rules on new noteworthy have changed completely and it doesn't even do anything for you. So stop stressing about it. Um, I didn't <laughs> so even know that factors. was a thing. 
I didn't yeah. know there were podcast charts when I started my podcast. Like I was just like, I'm just doing this. Well, I never paid attention to them either. I, I literally didn't start paying attention to them until a few months ago. And then it, it started popping up that I was hitting charts and I was like, what? <laughs> and it's funny because you and you. I were just chatting a couple of weeks ago and you're like, oh yeah, you can, what is it? Podkite? Podkite. Can, uh, Podkite. And it'll tell you uh, where you're ch- charting. I'm like, what? So this is <laughs> me again, coming in after a full year of, you know, running a, a successful podcast. I have no idea that even existed. I'm like, holy crap. All of a sudden I looked at it. I'm like, holy geez, like I've been actually, you know, topping some of these charts for like months. I had no idea. I'm just podcasting. Exactly. I'm just showing up and and talking about things that I love and I'm passionate about and things that I know are helping other people. I just do it. (laughs) Don't overcomplicate it. I think that's the the secret. So all of this is like, just don't overcomplicate it. I see people that get them open their sound studios and there's freaking gadgets and dials everywhere. And it's, I'm like, that looks really intimidating. And, you know, they have all these, you know, fancy editing software and, and, you know, we're getting too hung up on the details and it's like, great. If you have the capacity and the budget and the team to do all those things, go nuts, (laughs) hire people to do it for you. Go nuts. Absolutely. But do not ever let those fine details be what stops you from showing up. I started recording in my walk-in closet. Like that's literally where I started my podcast in my walk-in closet. I would sit down, my legs would be numb by the time I would stand up again. Cause I'd be just crouched and jammed up on the floor, surrounded in my own like dirty laundry <laughs> with my laptop on my shelf with my microphone that I probably didn't even have hooked up to into my laptop properly. Cause I literally didn't know what I was doing when I started podcasting and I just started. Because I'm like, I, I have something to say, damn it. And I'm going to start talking. And that's, that's the thing. Like, that's all it takes. And I see, I think that the most common thing I see people get hung up on is a microphone. I've seen people yes. get hung up on a microphone for months, months. I'm like, can you just go on Amazon and buy a fucking microphone or better yet, just use go. your Apple earbuds because that's all I use most of the time. I have a microphone, yep. but a lot of times I just use my earbuds. Nobody's complaining about my sound. And people nope. tell me that they're like, wow, you recorded Apple earbuds. Your sound sounds amazing. I'm like, thank you. Yes, I know. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. They cost you don't $16. need anything fancy. Yes. You yeah. do not need something fancy. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. I, I feel yeah, like yeah. we've touched on like most of like our big yeah. thing here because ultimately what it, what it comes down to the most, if we could pick one thing out of all of this, I would say focusing on value, value and yeah, connection. I would have to agree. Yeah. And those are like the two biggest things, like an impact, but that, that kind of all ties in like connection and value. And that is what is going to get you to where you want to be. And because people will recognize that people will feel that they will sense what you're about. And that's what they're going to connect with on a deeper level. And that is going to keep them showing up week after I week. I totally agree. And, and the connection piece is huge. Not, not just with the listeners, but the people that you're having the conversations with yeah. the, the guests. Uh, and it, it's you and I, like we, we just love having these really rad conversations and that, that alone injects an entirely different level of, of potency and what we're talking about and the infliction in our voice. Like we get fired up, we get pumped up what we're talking about because we feed off of each other. Right. But that's, <laughs> that's because there's that real connection that exists between you and I, we have that genuine relationship. So, you know, factor those things in, um, so that you are showing up as the host of your podcast, as your most you know, best self, your most excited self, your most passionate self, your most fired up self. And ask yourself if, if the guests that you're bringing on actually complement that energy or are they kind of keeping you small or reserved or intimidated? Maybe you think you got this like big hotshot on your show. You're like, oh my God, I hope they don't think I'm ridiculous. It's like, dude, they're in your space right now. <laughs> yes. That. That's such a great point. I love that you're bringing that up. It's so true. You are running this show. So run it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let somebody else run it for you. (laughs) No, You're the boss of your podcast. Yes. Like you run the show, you set the tone, you get to ask the questions, you get to say no to whatever it is that you don't think is going to be absurd. Like you're in the, you're in the boss chair. Yeah. So even if you do get get, get people in your space, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope they think my little, little podcast is good enough for them. Uh, maybe rethink your decision to A, have them on the show and B, use that as a opportunity, I would say, to reflect on why you're not owning the shit out of your platform and get that figured out 
so that when you are in that space, you're showing up as powerfully as you possibly can, because that's what people want. It's the energy. It's, it's an energetic exchange, really. I mean, if you listen to a, a monotone speaker on, on a stage, uh, it's no different. You're like, holy Lord, when is lunch break? You're like, <laughs> is it going to be rude if I get up and leave? Like people can get up and leave on your podcast. Yeah. And you will never know. It's not as obvious as someone standing up in the middle of your speech when you're on stage. They can just be like, uh, stop. And they press <laughs> a button because you've been so boring because you're not allowing yourself to claim your power in your own space that you created. Like you get to show up in that space however you damn well want to. So own it because that's what people love to experience. It's your energy. It's your passion. It's your vibes. Focus more on that. Like you can see me on the video right now. Like I'm all up in my space right now because this, is, <laughs> this fires me up, you know, but if, if, if Emily and I were just sitting here, like these two hunkered over a little, like boring old podcasters, you know, talking about nothing and no infliction in our voice, because we really don't care what we're talking about. Like no one will freaking listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to own it. You got to step into it and you got to own your, own your power, own your story and own the value that you're showing up with. You're putting a lot of time into it. So let that value shine through and people will show up for you over time. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm so glad we did this (laughs) again. (laughs) Woohoo. Thanks Thanks, girl. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you.